For UT Tyler Radio, I'm Mike Landis. Some would say it's back. Some would say it never really went away. During the last week of July, COVID-19 hospital admissions across the country were at more than 9,000, with an increase about 12% over the previous week. And the EG.5 version of Omicron is appearing more frequently, while no particular variant of that virus is dominant. Here to discuss what all of that might mean here in East Texas is George Roberts, CEO of NetHealth. Welcome. Hi, Mike. How are you today? Good. And nice to be here. It's good to have you here. For perspective, that 9,000-plus figure is nothing like the nearly 45,000 we had in late July of last year. Oh, gosh. Absolutely not. I mean, we've just... Uh the the numbers have been up a little bit in July and August, but you know if you compare to you know twenty two twenty one or a night twenty twenty, it's just there's no comparison. Uh, and you know the other thing, Mike, about COVID has been is early on there there was no such thing as home test, so every single COVID case was reported to us for our area. Uh, now with the home tests, we don't have as much data on the number of positives in our community. But we do know is the people who go who get sick, and you know, they typically will go to their physician or a clinic and get tested. We have that information, and then we also have the hospitalization information to kind of keep track of. It's my understanding that for the last three years, there's been an uptick of reported COVID cases in the month of July. Is there any reason to be especially concerned with this uptick? That's kind of been the the, the question I've had the whole time. First year is like okay, 2020. Well, it doesn't follow the flu season. It's it's hot. People are inside, outside. Why is it happening in July? Well, it happened 2020. Okay, that's first year. Happening in 2021. Happened again some in 2022. And then the cases this year in 2023, July and early August started going up again. Why is that? I don't have a real good answer to that. It's other than say, it's almost like I can set my clock now to say, okay, I know we're going to have a little bit of uptick in July and August. And we have. I'm not sure I have the proper word for this. At some point uh, during the, the in trying to understand pandemic and that sort of thing. They said eventually this may become an end. Is it endemic? Is endemic, that, yeah. yeah endemic. That, that is going to be like the flu season or uh, cough and cold season or whatever. It's going to be something that's going to happen every year to some extent. Yeah. I think that, you know, because we know the flu season typically happens in the you know late fall, you know, into the early, into the winter. We think, you know, there'll be typically in the past, there's been spikes of COVID around Thanksgiving and Christmas, we kind of explain that because all families are getting, you know, that, that's, that's, we can kind of explain that one away, but that's the July, August thing has been real hard for me to kind of wrap my arms around. Why does that happen other than it's been happening? Well, now we're back. Everybody's back in school. We yeah. may, may see some, may see the numbers change a little bit. And so that's where we kind of get into people say, well, what do I do about it? Well, you know, we talked about early in the pandemic, there's some basic just health things that we all learned in school growing up. Like, you know, first thing is uh, wash your hands a lot. You know, it's still, it's, it's still fascinating to me when I go into a public restroom to see guys walk out without washing their hands. You know, during the pandemic, early on, people are washing their hands. They do it for 20 seconds. And nowadays, they're kind of getting more lax about that. And the second thing that we really talked a lot about when the pandemic started, and, you know, I was, you know, we, we all, you know, at our age with our white hair, Mike, we typically <laughs> were, we were kind of brought up like if you have a little cold or maybe have a little headache that day. Go to work. You're yeah. you're you're not a tough guy if you don't get do over it. Yeah, yeah, get over it. Rub some dirt on it. Yeah. And so one of the things that we talked about is that if you're sick, stay home. Because that's, you know, we knew with COVID and we also know with other diseases that how does it spread? What well, spreads person to person? So or by touching Nordoms or whatever. So stay home when you're sick, wash your hands a lot, and uh uh take you know, eat exercise and eat a nutritious diet. 
you know, I, I, I'm embarrassed to say that I'm still, after, after the whole business where COVID was at its peak, I'm, I still sing the birthday song in my head as I'm washing my hands. We, we, we worked. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, the training work. We did, we did a good job then, Mike. I'm glad to hear that. We're trying, it's stuck. We're trying to do that. Because federal authorities ended the public health emergency in May, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and many states no longer track the number of positive test results. And you mentioned the thing about home testing. How about here in Texas? Do we still track yes, home we still track that. We still, every week on our website, which is mynethealth.org, you can go every Thursday, we update our, our website with all the cases that have been reported uh, in a seven-county area, which includes Smith and Gray County. Uh, we report that. We give you the numbers, how many you know were confirmed cases, how many were uh, the, the, the probable cases. We also give you every week a hospitalization number, the tighter hospitals. And I can tell you, last Thursday, our hospital number is at 24. So, again, if you want to stay up to date with what's happening here in East Texas on COVID, go to our website, mynethealth.org. You mentioned the tests a moment ago. I had uh, gotten some information recently saying that the, the availability of tests uh, locally here in East Texas was a little spotty. It, what is your take on yeah, that? Yeah, we, we, we did some checking around on that after you asked me about that. We checked around. It, it was They were available, but it wasn't available everywhere. And I think I was in a pharmacy the other day and asked where your test kits and they said they're over there so they're they seem to be getting restocked again right yeah. now but the, the test kits but you know I, I encourage people to you know i have several test kits at my house of like okay if i'm think i'm coming down with it go test myself this fall officials expect to see an updated COVID 19 vaccine that contains one version of the omicron strain called xbb 1.5 that's very technical that is it's very an, technical it's an important change from today's combination shots which mix the original coronavirus strain with last year's most common omicron variants when might we see that new vaccine here in texas we think sometime maybe september september october range so you know sometime along that and that's again COVID. you know we encourage you know, people that to, to stay up to date on your COVID vaccines the other thing is the flu shots are coming out you know, and we always we have been talking about flu shots for 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 years. So it's your, your opportunity to get a flu shot every year. You know, it, again, what we've seen with the COVID shots is the same thing with the flu shot. But just because you get a COVID shot doesn't mean you're going to get COVID. Just because you get a flu shot doesn't mean you're not going to get the flu. But your chances of having a really severe case go down dramatically once you've had that vaccination. Can you get the flu shot and the COVID shot at the same time? You can. Uh, you, people have done that. I probably won't just because I like I'm kind of like ah one shot at a time type of guy. Okay, but but yeah, you can get the COVID and the flu shot at the same time. Any like soreness or anything like probably that? Probably soreness it- would be you know that would be your soreness probably you know how you know your body is you're you're taking all these uh, the vaccine uh, materials into your body so your body will you know your body goes into the the as we call it you're waking up the soldiers <laughs> you're waking up the soldiers so the soldiers are you know going into into uh, battle there to help protect your body for the future. Any final thoughts for folks before we head out today? Yeah, main thing is I just I encourage people to you know stay up to date on what's going on with COVID, but also stay up, up to date with flu and other uh, uh, diseases that are out there. The best thing you can do is you know we again encourage people stay home when you're sick, uh, wash your hands a lot, uh, eat a good nutritious meal and exercise. Those are the things that you can really uh, think about for for the days ahead. Our guest has been George Roberts, CEO of NetHealth. To hear this conversation again or to share it, go to kvut.org. I'm Mike Landis for UT Tyler Radio.